For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Oh, our Scott Ritchie has his bathing suit packed, his suntan lotion in the bag. He's ready for Las Vegas, but not to enjoy himself, of course, to work like a madman to cover Illinois basketball, which, with two wins, can probably be at least a top ten team in the country, if not top five. And, you know, I will try to enjoy myself a little bit, too. Hey, Richie will break down what should be a great weekend for Brad Underwood's team in Las Vegas. He'll talk AP Top 25 poll, and he'll talk some recruiting as well in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Come back after these messages. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. For some real basketball, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Right, Scott Ritchie? Well, we will. There is one, I mean, I guess there's a real game tonight um, against Monmouth, but like the real, real basketball, it starts this weekend. All right, here I found out something new. This is Jim Rosso, Vice President of News at the News Gazette. Been here since 1993. I can remember my first, here's a little tidbit, get the football out of the way. My first week at the News Gazette, I can remember this in the newsroom, downtown Champaign, Illinois upset Michigan in football. Johnny Johnson, that gang, Ty Dothard, place was going nuts. Can it happen again, Scott Ritchie? I mean, never say never, I guess, but I would not expect Illinois to win at Michigan on Saturday. In my time here, they've won three times at Michigan, including that uh, game that Bob Osmussen can't stop talking about in 1999 when Tom Brady was on the Wolverines, I do believe. Rocky Harvey dove in head first. Won again in 2008, Juice Williams. So it's happened. Sure. Happened more there than here. Okay. I don't think that changes the fact that Illinois will enter okay. Saturday's well, game as I'm a just dis- trying to start distinct this, underdog. Start this podcast on a positive note. Something I found out about Scott Ritchie over the weekend, I assumed since he's from Eureka, that he knew how to fix cars. Right? Doesn't everybody from Eureka fix their own cars? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. You know what they say when you assume. (laughs) And it's more of you and maybe not so much of me. Well, Richie's uh, 78 Ford pickup broke down at State Farm Center apparently over the weekend covering that Friday night game, and he had to have it towed because he couldn't fix it himself. How disappointed must your classmates be? Not at all. Um, I would imagine not at all. But, you know, I'm just you know stoking the local economy. All right. Well, I hope all is well with your car, Scott Ritchie, because I know you got some traveling to do. Headed to Las Vegas this week. He's, um, he's skipping the football game to go cover uh, the Illini. The 18th ranked Illini, is that right? 19th. 19th. Okay, I got that wrong. That poll comes out every Monday. Literally and, uh, right before we start recording. Yeah. 
and uh, Richie has a vote in it. And he uh, ex- explain is that where you thought they'd wind up? Oh, pretty close. And in fact, I think that might be exactly where I had them. Um, well, it wasn't so much what Illinois did last week because you know, they played two games against two overmatched opponents. Let's just be honest here. Um, but there were some other teams that lost that were ranked um, last week, and that helped everybody else move up a little bit. All right, Illinois football, of course, dropped out of the top 25. Their second consecutive loss. We're done talking football, Richie. Gosh, I, I wish I'd stop bringing it up. Let's go back to basketball. Illinois rises in the uh, top 25 poll. Here's my early assessment of the Big Ten. All right, uh, while you're working your tail off on press row, I'm watching all the games. Yeah, I wish I could like get a chance to watch. But you don't. More. All right, Illinois is clearly the best team in the Big Ten. True or false, that's my assessment. I mean, my assessment would be... Like we don't know yet. No, it's, it's, it's too early. Go. Like they, uh, nobody's played anybody. Like Michigan State played, I think, the only good game of the week, and that was outdoors. Doesn't count. Yeah, I was gonna say when it's on an aircraft carrier, you know, grain of salt with anything that happens. But they played Gonzaga to a one point game. Um, now Michigan did struggle a bit against Eastern Michigan and Imani Bates, um, which is still a weird thing to say out loud that he's back in Ypsilanti. Um I don't know, it's just most of the teams in the Big Ten played games like Illinois did. Just okay. some, some tune-ups against low-major. I'm just saying opponents. Illinois looked good in uh, pounding these undermanned opponents. Looked uh, like exciting. Yeah, but, let's let's go exciting over good just oh, yet. You, Turnovers it, a little bit. I mean, shooting, three-point shooting's not hey, there. Hey, Grandpa, all right? They don't wear tight shorts and Chuck Taylors anymore. Okay, this is the. It's okay to be out of control. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I, I imagine Brett Underwood would dispute <laughs> that. Um, and like, I think I'm always going to play on that line between you know getting out and going and maybe being just a touch out of control. But like, Terrence Shannon in two games has ripped off these incredibly athletic dunks and like. When I started on the beat, like nobody was really dunking. Um, true. Yeah, it was just like <laughs> it was the true. tall guys, like Maverick Morgan, Michael Finke would you know, give the occasional one. Um, so I'm not going to complain about some exciting plays like that. Um, but again, like true test doesn't. It'll come this weekend. That, that's when I'll have a better feel for Illinois, and you know the rest of the Big Ten will play. I mean, a few tougher games as well, and we'll get a just get a better feel for the conference. I'm really looking forward to this uh, weekend's games uh, in Las Vegas. We'll uh, get into that more uh, in this podcast. I want to revisit Friday night. Kind of a cool moment, just having so many former players uh, come back to uh, take part in the ring ceremony, the banner raising. Uh, Richie, what was your highlight of that night? Well, certainly, I wasn't having to get my car towed afterwards. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was a nice moment, you know, for that team. And if you think about it, there's a lot of guys that will get a ring, but they're playing somewhere else, you know, this season. Uh, but you know, Trent Frazier made the 13-hour flight back from Serbia, and then turned around on Saturday and went back because he had practice on Sunday. 
Uh, Alfonso Plummer played the night before in Mexico City and for the G League team that's there now. Um, Kofi's been around. He was around all week, but he's leaving for Japan soon. Uh, Demonte Williams was back at Peoria, actually. Um, suffered an injury playing over in Europe, but he's getting ready to go back to Europe. So just you know, a chance for the fans to see those guys again. And it was really kind of Trent Frazier's night, almost. You know, he was the one that got you know, like an, an extended video tribute. He was the last one introduced. And you know, Brett Underwood said that it was purposeful to do that because he wanted to make sure Trent maybe had that moment because... Um, his jersey likely won't grace the State Farm Center rafters, mostly because Illinois does have a criteria for that, and he didn't maybe match those criteria, check those boxes, but he still, in five years, had a fairly impressive Illinois career. I'm all about criteria, mind you. All right, you got to cut it off at some point. Can't put everybody up there. Right, but that's nice that they did that uh, for Trent Frazier. Uh Cool scene, nice pictures. Go to our website if you want to check out that gallery of a unforgettable night. The the opponent was no good. No, the ruse. I mean, great logo. Yeah, kind of you know, just okay. a, a yoked kangaroo in a sweater. Nonetheless, I'm going to say the style of play that Illinois has shown the first two games. I am very excited about, even if a curmudgeon like yourself will nitpick. Not a curmudgeon, just a realist. Because um, I mean, Illinois did some good things, obviously. Um, I think level of opponent has to be taken into account. Um, and, you know, they didn't necessarily shoot the ball that well. You know, Coleman Hawkins against EIU, you know, knocked down five threes. But as a team, not shooting terrific. Um, but the full court press that's... Not like overwhelming, but just disruptive is working. You know, only is forcing, well, at least forced you know those two opponents into some real turnover trouble, especially Kansas City. Um, the Ruse turned it over on thirty-two percent of their possessions. That's a lot. Um, and offensively, you know, they get out and go, and a lot of this maybe turning that defense into offense. And one day, Sincere Harris will like finish a dunk, but for now, he's you know, getting the fans very excited and then you know, rejected by the rim. But all right, when two, he when he does dunk, the place is going to go wild. Two games in, we'll even count three games in. I need to know your power poll, uh, Richie of the Illini. One, two, and three. If Dane Danger is not number one, uh, I'm going to have you seek some help. <laughs> Ed Bond is calling the number right now. In fact, thank you, Ed. One eight hundred Carl. I mean, a little time in a padded room. Away from everything, <laughs> maybe it's not such a bad idea. But no, it ain't dangerous, number one. Like, double-doubles in both games and, again, level of opponent. But he just overwhelmed yeah, the the defenders from whoever EIU and Kansas City tried to throw at him. And he blocked five shots against Kansas City, like, using his incredible length and, and making a difference on the defensive end as well. Um Clearly number one, but Terrence Shannon, number two, Coleman Hawkins, number three, and that's, like, they're very close. It's like 2A and 2B, essentially. Um, but those three have been the best three. That's really okay. not a question. This just in, I I agree. <clears throat> you did a good job, Scott. I 
stunned. Great job, in fact. Well, it's, I'm not sure how you could watch the first two games right. and not think that those three are playing at a, a higher level than, than some of their teammates. Not that the, the rest of them have been bad, but those three have just been better. How's the uh, how's the health of everybody? Last I heard, all good still. Bad back, maybe, for Matt Meyer? Um, I think the bad back thing is past, but okay. the not guarding thing is maybe a little more prevalent, and that's, you know... Brett Underwood was asked why he only why Matthew Meyer only played four minutes in the second half against Kansas City, and the answer was he has to defend. And, okay. Um, so that Illinois is maybe you know one for two on the transfer portal so far this off season. You know Matthew Meyer's it's early. It's early. All right. He's not there yet. Though. Don't panic, Scott Ritchie. I'm not panicking, but uh, I don't have any reason to panic. Um, <laughs> wow. But. There was, a, I mean, a lot of hope that he could be, you know, a difference maker. And so far, the Baylor transfer that's been the difference maker has been Dane Danger. All right, maybe it's time to bring the mullet back. I, I think I would. Yeah. Tap back into the mullet energy. Okay. I mean, it's gonna take a while. Like, but every morning, uh, Scott Ritchie writes unique online only content, AlliniHQ.com. Uh, good morning, Illini Nation. Love it. Keep that stuff going. Uh, Mondays, of course, he uh, announces his AP Top 25 ballot. If you want to pressure him, if you don't think he's voting correctly, which many of us often uh, have a beef with his ballot. And by many of us, you mean you and... Ed Bond was throwing a fit. He said, what the heck does he have Indiana that high for? And Um, Indiana 16, which is four spots lower than they actually wound up. Is that right? Well, congratulations, because I've... I'm convinced I was uh, too high on the Hoosiers, as it turns out, and I'm convinced that they're the the same Hoosiers I've seen. That was recently. my concern. I mean, like I voted them number one in the Big Ten preseason poll, but yeah, like you're wrong. Well, a lot of people were then. I, I didn't feel great about it though because it is mostly the same team as last year. A couple of in- intriguing freshmen, but mm-hmm. you know, that same team, you know, finished below 500 in the Big Ten. I know. It's, uh, again, still very early. Okay. We'll see how all that plays out. Uh, Richie, when are you leaving for Las Vegas? Is it Thursday? Thursday. I have an okay. early evening or late evening flight um, out of Chicago. Okay. Uh, UCLA, again, uh, supposedly starts at 8.30 our time. Uh, might be a little later because that game before always runs late. This just in. They never leave enough Window time for that? No, and Baylor Virginia, I could see it being a real grind of a game. Hmm. Baylor put up like a thousand points in their opener. Virginia said, will be more interested in not doing that. right. Let's hope Baylor sets the tone system because <laughs> I really have it. Still, I know they won the title and all that, but I can't watch Virginia play basketball. That's just it. Well, you might not have to. Okay. I might not have to, but. That's all dependent on Friday's game. What do you know about UCLA? Give me the scoop. Well, they return several players from you know last year's team, and really from the the team the year before that, where they kind of made the unexpected uh, run to the Final Four. But led by Tiger Campbell, I think Illinois fans will remember you know him. He was a John Gross recruit, uh, but obviously best hair in college basketball, lots of it. Um, He's their point guard senior. 
Uh, Jaime Jaquez is another one of their guards also at one point, was recruited by Brad Underwood. Um, and if you've watched UCL play, UCLA play, you know why Underwood recruited him because he is just, just plays hard. Like, he's talented, but, like, he plays very hard. Like, that's a, an Underwood thing. Um, clearly they have an impressive freshman in Amari Bailey, you know, the guard, uh, originally from Chicago, you know, finished his, you know, did he ever play in Chicago? I'm not sure. Played high school mostly in California. Um, again, another player in Illinois, recruited. Um, but it's uh, a team that looks is probably going to look a little bit like Illinois, just lots of guards and wings, and that's you know, the style that uh, Mick Cronin has kind of uh, adopted, and Brad Underwood has gone that way this year. So it, it'll be an interesting game, I think. Up-tempo, up and down the court. It could be fun. Plus, watching both coaches go berserk on the sidelines will be kind of neat, too, because neither holds back. No, no, can't say that they do. So that should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, the arena that the this tournament, this, uh, what is it, the Continental Tire main event, is that the proper? That is the, yeah. Fill and, me in. Is it, is it in the middle of a, a casino? Uh, no, actually, it's an uh, actual arena. It's T-Mobile Arena. Okay. It's where the Las Vegas... Knights play, the NHL team, um, also where the Aces, the WNBA team, plays, and uh, pretty, it was pretty brand new. Okay. Obviously, I mean, obviously the Knights haven't existed that long, but um, not <laughs> in a casino ballroom, which Illinois has done before in Vegas. Great lineup, four ranked teams. Uh, Illinois happens to go 2-0, and uh, Mr. Richie, Mr. AP, top 25 voter. Where does that land them in next Monday's poll? So I'm going to base this on the assumption that Baylor will beat Virginia because I think that's going to happen Okay, because Baylor's pretty good. Okay. Um, so that would be Illinois beating two top eight teams in this scenario, and I'm not sure how you couldn't rank them, at least in the top ten, like bare minimum, if not. You know, take Baylor's spot and jump into the top five. What an opportunity awaiting Brad Underwood and his team as they head west. Uh, the first of uh, several uh, games, maybe not necessarily at State Farm Center. Uh, one. Syracuse, the, I guess. You yeah. That? Okay, but you got a New York City trip that should be interesting. Against Texas, who's right. looking pretty, pretty good. Okay. And, I mean, that's really the, the four. It's not out of the question is what I'm getting to is uh, Illinois could enter Big Ten play a top five team. Yeah, I said it, Richie. Refute it. Well, they will play one Big Ten game before they play Texas and New York because they have, uh, I think it's December 2nd, it's Friday night uh, at Maryland. But, again, if they win both games in Vegas, like they should be a top I mean, I think you have to put them in the top five. I mean, that's, that's two very impressive victories, regardless of how Baylor-Virginia shakes out. I mean, this would be two good wins. So, we'll see. But, I mean, it's it's not the end of the world if Illinois doesn't come out of Vegas with two wins or even one win. I mean, those are good teams, and I think they'll be better for it regardless of the outcome. But it's a real opportunity to kind of say, you know, Illinois basketball hasn't gone anywhere. It might be an entirely different looking team in terms of personnel, in terms of style, but the program 
as a whole is still sort of right there in the conversation. All right, looking forward to watching that this weekend. If you want to listen on the radio, Brian Barnhart's going to be with the football team. Scott Beatty will handle your play-by-play. Who's doing color? Dion Thomas. Dion will be there. He's definitely going to take those games. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Love these. Uh, yeah, love this kind of caliber type competition. Yeah, love it. I still think more of these games should be played on college campuses. If you think back to just last year, Illinois Arizona was a great game at State Farm Center. I mean, it was a loss for Illinois, but the environment was terrific. The basketball was great. And we just don't get enough of it. You're shifting into grandpa mode again. I'm shifting into bring this good basketball to the fans. Don't make them have to go to Vegas or wherever. That's what the the Big Ten is for. Doesn't that give you enough good games? Eh, I mean, yeah, kind of. But, like, eventually in the Big Ten, like, it just gets to the point where... I think this has been to the detriment of the conference the last couple of years. Like it's just a slugfest some nights, and it's just like we're gonna just grind this out because that's the Big Ten style. Maybe Illinois, you know, shifting gears can, you know, be a can zig while everyone else is still zagging. Um, but these really good non-conference matchups, like I don't know, play like one at home every once in a while, like the home slate. Outside of the Big Ten, for Illinois fans, either here in Champaign or nearby or wanting to make the trip to campus, like, it kind of stinks. Like, Syracuse is the the highlight game, and, like, they're fine this year, but it's not, like, a super exciting team. How is the atmosphere at State Farm Center the first two games? Tonight uh, will be much the same, I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, for EIU and Kansas City, I mean, it hasn't been a sellout in either occasion but it's been close like within a couple hundred tickets sold of a sellout and pretty close on like actual attendance as well so around 15,000 all right orange crush looks like it's normal lively self uh yeah they're loud they're right behind me they don't disappoint Whereas in football, it's kind of hard to make an impact where the students are seated and with it being zero degrees and windy every Saturday. Yeah. Well, at least the last two. Um, Yeah. I guess I sort of maybe stood the idea of putting the student section in the north end zone. Um, But it is kind of far from the field. And I know Brett Bielma has both talked about like the idea of putting them back in the east stands closer to the opposing bench, but then also walked it back because he realized maybe it wasn't something he should have been putting out there before they were like, maybe he had the athletic director on board with that. So he, he did kind of walk that back. He's like, yeah, I did, yeah, I did talk about it, but we'll, we'll see what the future brings. All right, again, Richie headed west to follow along. Uh, he's going to do multiple uh, roles for the News Gazette, photographer, Right, Snapchatter, Twitter. Also, I will write about the games too. Yes, you will. It might make your Saturday print edition. That's the game time decision. If not, just follow along at newsgazette.com. Tons of uh, content coming there. What does the team do when they're not playing basketball in Las Vegas? Are they going to the Hoover Dam? Are they 
going down to Laughlin to get on the Colorado River, do some jet skiing. <laughs> what do you think? I, I doubt there will be any jet skiing. So they'll have Saturday as sort of an off day, but I imagine they'll at least you know have you know, a walk through or a shoot around you know that day somewhere. There's lots of places you can play basketball in Las Vegas um, that aren't necessarily you wouldn't think. It's like oh, there's obviously a basketball court there. Um, but you know, it's a young team, and I think I believe the place they're staying does not have a casino, so there's not any questions about. Or if you just go down to the lobby, it's fine, and you won't maybe see the bright lights of the slot machines pull you in. So, uh, you can go on Bradley and Madison find a slot machine. By the way, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, but I imagine like. Casual gaming it maybe isn't on the schedule, but if they're of age, I don't see what the problem would be. I I may or may not find myself at a blackjack table on, well, let's be honest, Thursday night when I get in, Friday before the game, Saturday during the, the off day, and maybe again on Sunday. We'll see. All right, that Sunday game, uh, what are the times, win or lose? Uh, so the championship game is actually first, um, which seems a little huh, you know, out of order, but uh, that game is at, um, I guess be 2 p.m. Central time, and then uh, if they're in the consolation game, that's at, again, this is a rough guessment because it's the second game, but at, about 4.30 Central. All right. Um, recruiting news uh, before we go to your much-anticipated data portion of this podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Uh, anything to report? Any leads? Well, signing day, well, at least, or the beginning of the early signing period was last week, and Illinois signed uh, everyone as expected, Amani Hansberry, uh, Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, and then for the second time in like four or five months, Zachary Parade, who's uh, taking a prep year at uh, Sunrise Christian Academy out in uh, Bel Air, Kansas. So, got everybody on board. And like, I imagine, I mean, if there are more changes to the roster, more additions to the, the incoming class, might be more transfer. That really? class uh, early signing ranks nationally, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think they were still in the top fifteen nationally. That sounds about All right. right. Um, I, think th- I think they were third or fourth in the Big Ten. So, it, but it fits this new look, Illinois, because you got a, a point guard. And Dre Gibbs Lawhorn that can facilitate, but also can be a scorer. Um, Amani Hansberry, a very versatile forward, you know, can play the four or five now. Is just from talking with Chester Frazier, you know, who was the main recruiter there, has really been working on his perimeter game to maybe play the three some as well. And then you know Zachary Perrine, um, you know, at six ten, maybe six eleven, runs the floor really well. He's got good ball handling skills. Um, it was just another Coleman Hawkins-esque type player. So 
No Kofi Coburn on the radar, and I think, I mean, those are that's a rare type of player anyway. But I can see like this kind of being the the formula for the type of player that Brad Underwood is going to recruit moving forward. Good to see Bruce Weber back on campus. Got a nice ovation from the crowd. Cool photo by Robin Scholes that uh, was in the paper. Was uh, check out our gallery. Played on Instagram to a to a rousing applause. And he's good. I would say Bruce Weber is a good announcer. Okay, can well, I say I mean, that? I mean, obviously, I didn't listen to it because I was there. But um, yeah, I heard that that he did a good job and. Any moments of being like too coachy, like too insider basketball, where actually, I mean, like kind of few and far between, but like I enjoy that a little bit. Like it's like with Tony Romo doing NFL games. Like, does he get a little too insider sometimes? Yeah, but like it's interesting to kind of hear that perspective. To our fans uh, with the New York City Illini Club, Scott Ritchie will uh, will gladly join your pregame party. I volunteered you for that, and I'll fill you in on the details. Okay. I don't know if there is a Las Vegas Alana Club. I don't think there is. There's like there a... Is Los Angeles. Yeah. There's Phoenix. There's San Francisco. We got it surrounded. So I will also volunteer your services uh, to them. Okay. Yeah. Maybe they'll buy you a buffet at Circus Circus. <laughs> um, if it's at... Caesars, maybe, because that's supposed to be the best one in Vegas. Having uh, worked in that neck of the woods again 35 years ago, that's that's what I miss. I miss cheap. I just miss cheap in Las Vegas. It's no longer cheap. I would say, yeah, it's not. It's all expensive. It got uppity. There's no. my read. Okay. Go into data while I'm in a bad mood now. You got me in a bad mood thinking how much I had to buy it for a pay for a beer out there. Although I've heard that, like Fremont Street, it's be, yeah. like it's sort of cycled back. Where like they're well, you got to cycle there to get to Fremont Street. That's true. I don't even know. Do they even Ed Bond? Do they even booze you for free if you're gambling anymore? Not like they used to, where they the good old days. Yes. Anyway, hurry up. Go back to data. Some data. I'm going down Just the wrong from day. the first two games, a couple of interesting notes. Um, on the offensive rebounding front, Illinois. Oh man, this is I'm I'm ready. Okay, well you should be um, against EIU. Illinois got back half of their missed shots. Okay, um, like and against Kansas That's City, good. it was yeah. Okay, against Kansas City, it was thirty six percent. Oh no, but really. Anywhere from like 35 to 40 percent, that's considered good. So getting back half was outstanding. Mm. Trying to explain. Now I know why they're two and zero. It's a, a reason. If you have, if you get back your own misses, it gives you a chance to make a shot again. Um, we talked about turnovers, forcing them at least. Kansas City turned over on almost a third of their possessions. Mm. Just think about that. Like that, I can fathom. It makes a difference, and EIU was almost a quarter of their possessions. And always not, it, it's not like they're trapping everything or like like going overboard defensively. Cause like I mean, if you think about Brad Underwood's first two years, it was very aggressive, you know, up the line, denial heavy. This is just playing their half court defense, but for ninety four feet, just kind of straight man, an occasional trap if the, the opposing ball handler is. 
um, let's say, not thinking it through and finds himself in a corner. That's so you want to avoid those. Um, but it's an interesting look, and the defense is, again, opponent, level opponent, whatever. Um, on a points-per-possession basis, uh, EIU was at 0. 0.75. Hmm. Kansas City was at 0. 0.64. Being over one is obviously the goal. What? <laughs> I don't know why I bother. I'm trying to bring a different approach. <laughs> yes, you are. Always for the different, fans. all right. Just maybe explain the success a little I better. Like it. I actually like it. Does to answer me this? Will they keep that frenetic pace, that maybe pressure pace against good teams like this weekend? Yeah. Okay. And again, the press is not so much to like force turnovers. I mean, that's great if it does, but it's to just be a little disruptive and also just shorten the shot clock. Because if it takes the opposing team most of the 10 seconds to get across half court, it means they have less time to operate on their half of the of the floor. Thank you to the University of Illinois for keeping uh, some of the, the media that covers basketball on, on the court. Because I get to see Scott Ritchie on TV a lot, right, when they're, when they're checking the... They're checking in or they're arguing a call. There's Richie in the background, feverishly working. Always. Am I going to see you in Las Vegas or are you in the hinterlands of the arena? Um, not Shouldn't be in the hinterlands, but I don't know where the cameras will be. It'll okay. probably be behind. I think the media seating is opposite the team benches. I'm not sure. I Usually the camera is looking towards the team benches. Okay. Well, look for the... The back of my head on TV. The, the big guy with the Billy Paltz jersey on. That'll be our Scott Ritchie, our Whopper. Uh, I don't own a Billy Paltz jersey. I don't. Let's be fair. I don't think I don't think anyone owns a Billy Paltz jersey. Uh, this is great stuff. I can't wait for the real basketball season again to start. Scott Ritchie, appreciate all the hard work. I want you to have some safe travels uh, and uh, uh, pull for the News Gazette team that's taking your spot in Ann Arbor for the football since you won't be able to jet back for that game either. No. Never intended to you jet You have to back. wake up early, 9 a.m., to watch it in Las Vegas. Yeah, that play. was – I saw that. You can was, do that. Yeah. It's not that early. Scott Rich, you're, you're, you're maturing now. No, I was just hoping it was going to be like closer to like noon. Okay. Vegas time. All right, follow along, newsgazette.com, all weekend long. Check it out tonight, too. It's uh, – Fun coverage from Scott Ritchie, who does a bang-up job. Scotty, anything else before we leave? I mean, I could always go into more data, but we'll save it for next week. Let's do that. Thank you. (laughs) All right, see you next Monday.